Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 208. How are you guys? Thank you for uh, for tuning in. Great guest this week. I didn't want to mention it last week because I hadn't recorded it yet and it was a, a touch and go if I could get any time with the gentleman. Um, it's with Martin F- F- Freeman, who I'm a big fan of. And I put to him at the start of the interview that he is arguably the most successful British actor of all time, which some of you will be hearing that and scoffing or turning your nose up. Wait, just have a listen in that intro bit and and tell me I've not got a decent argument there. I only could grab half an hour with Martin, but it was a great half hour, I think. As I've said before, I turned down an awful lot of, um, of press junkets because... If they can't give me enough time, I don't think it works. In this instance, we were looking like we were going to be able to get 45 minutes, which is fine by me. I know I normally do 60 or 90, but 45 is is a good time as well. Um, And that at the last minute got cut down to 30, sadly. Um, Again, testament to how busy the gentleman is, so I was excited to get any time. But um, yeah, I think it really worked. And you'll be pleased that it's only 30 minutes when you hear that next week is the return of the drunk cast, which is normally at least three hours up to, I think the longest was just over five hours. So there's plenty to come. And obviously last week was a double about three hours worth with the uh, angles 10th anniversary special. Um, Yeah, it was great to get to to talk to Martin. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, feel free to have a bit of a browse of the back catalogue. Previous guests include Simon Pegg, who, after we'd finished recording, I was talking to Martin, and he was saying that Simon was the first was the person who first played uh, my music to Martin, or told Martin about me. So that was nice to know that Martin even knows who I am. It's always a pleasant surprise. So yeah, previous guests include Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. What have a good... British actors should I sling in the in in the mentions there are comedians as well so people like Stuart Lee Russell Brand Paddy Considine great actor Stephen Graham um on the on the female actors obviously amazing people like Vicky McClure uh Georgina Campbell Florence Pugh Kathy Burke is one of the best episodes we've done Lena Headey there's loads of amazing people in the back catalogue, so go and browse that. And you might be interested to, to, to know, a lot of people ask all the time about um, about having people back, and I generally don't have repeat guests. I try and keep them a, one visit and that's it. But now we've broken 200, um, I'm considering having a few people from the first, from the first 100, let's say, back on. Partly because I had someone hit me up asking if Simon Pegg could come back on and I emailed Simon immediately laughing at the fact that his people are emailing me (laughs) and we're pals. So I'm going to have Simon back on. Hopefully Uh, I spoke to Russell Brand quite a bit a week or so ago and he was saying he'd love to come back on. So yeah, so maybe have Simon back, maybe have have Russell back. I might hit Riz Ahmed up. He was one of the early days guests that, has been kind of busy since, so and again a good mate, so I think it'd be good to to catch up with him. I should probably have Jim Smallman back on at some points as, as since he's been on his his wrestling company have announced dates at Wembley. He's 
written a book on wrestling that's instantly become a bestseller on Amazon. Um, some good stuff going on with that boy. So, yeah, some good people to come back on. I've also l- lined up some great guests. Again, I'm, I normally don't like to mention until I've recorded them because that's always a tough one. But um, uh, it's, it's, it's looking like after a long wait, I'm going to have Kate Nash on um, in the next month or so. Uh, Dan Skinner. The actor Dan Skinner slash and or the comedian um, Angelos Epithemu. Um, We're recording that in a week or so. So that's going to be a crazy interesting one. Um, Hopefully going to have Jamie Dimitriou on, who I've heard on a load of other podcasts and watched on loads of other stuff, and he's great. Uh, Neil Gaiman, again, we've been saying for ages that we're going to sit down and have a chat. So that's looking closer as is Benedict Wong, a fellow star of um, of the Marvel Universe, along with today's guest, Martin Freeman. We talk about all of that. We get into it, me and Martin. We talk about his new film, Cargo, but we do talk, talk about Marvel and and The Office. Obviously, Tim from The Office is... The Office is one of the best... The love story between Tim and Dawn is one of the best bits of writing in in British TV history, in my opinion, comedy or otherwise. So, yeah, we talk about that a little bit. We talk about The Hobbit a little bit. We talk about Sherlock a little bit. We get an amazing amount in half hour. Whenever I do these shorter ones, it makes me wonder if I should make all of them shorter because we fit an hour's worth into half an hour here. So it's all killer, no filler. And Martin is, of course, um, in Cargo, which is on, on Netflix now. We talk about it. Um, a lot more in the podcast, but it's a zombie horror. I really enjoyed the take it had on uh, the the change to some of the more traditional tropes. I guess we again we go into it in a lot more detail, but essentially the thing that that I really enjoyed was it, instead of being in a lot of the tension built up in darkness and confined spaces, it's built up in bright open spaces, but in a really clever way, still giving that fear and the isolation kind of replacing the trapped element it's, it's good man um i should mention as ever that we're brought to you by speech development records and we've got all of our summer st- st- that stuff out at the moment so we've got just endless amounts of t-shirts and vests essentially if you if you follow me on instagram or twitter or f- facebook so at scrubius pipio on instagram and twitter and facebook.com slash scroobius pip um or if you follow speech dev rex on twitter instagram facebook you'll see that we've just got an endless amount of of t-shirts and vests and sunglasses and swimsuits and swimming trunks we've gone all out again in the in the summer so head over there and grab some stuff there's also some distraction pieces merch at speech development com, so it's a good way to support yeah, I'll jump into the podcast. I'll tell you more because we're going to be doing a drunk cast. We're going to record it next, or as this comes out, we're recording it tonight, and then it'll be coming out the week after. But we're adding a fourth, a special guest. So I'll 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 fill you in on all that at the end of the podcast. Um, but for now, this is episode two hundred and eight of the Distraction Pieces podcast with the legend that is Martin Freeman. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. 
Cool, yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's good. It's a good thing. And I asked if I want to turn the aircon off. I was like, no, yeah, this is lovely. This is nice. It's, yeah. No, we can. It's fine. It's a podcast. It's, yeah, exactly. It's nice to have it a bit. It's a bit loose. A bit loose. Yeah. Um, are you good to jump in? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Ready when you are. Okay, yep. Yeah, go ahead. How's it all been going? No, this is early days. Early days. You're the, you're so, the second person I spoke. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 oh, this sorry. is easy then. I've yeah, got you at easy, the. Yeah. I've got you at the start. You got me at the wake. The awake. Yeah. portion of the day yeah. equally um <clears throat> you know the questions i'm going to ask you, you, you're going to polish perfectly by the end of the day as everyone else has asked the middle point is the key isn't it i think really <laughs> i try I, I think this I've is got not my this answers. is not too long now yeah the day's not too long so i can i can sustain it almost by telling the truth i can actually yeah. be honest it's amazing i'm not even it? having to act today it's good it's the weirdest part on doing these when i i We've got some some mutual friends in Simon Pegg and, yes. and, and Nick Frost. Yes. Like, and when I did had Simon on, I did it in his shed or his office thing, mm-hmm. and it was the most awkward thing because you forget that as soon as you're actually recording, mm-hmm. it's actor Simon Pegg. So we had this big conversation, right. and then we ended. And he said, "I'm really sorry, I couldn't talk about anything at the end there, but here's what's yeah. actually happening with right, Star right, right. Wars or whatever." Yeah, 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 of course. Like, yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. say any of that, but yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll give all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's the acting thing, though, isn't it? It's, Every podcast I do, I have at the end, oh, so what's coming up? Mm-hmm. I don't generally ask that to... Yeah. Yeah, all good to go. <clears throat> well, certainly not of Simon, because everything Simon's involved with is hot, top secret. Yeah, hot, highly hot topics top secret. And, yeah. and, and hidden away. Well, in the podcast fashion, I've just I've begun off the bat, and we're rolling. Um, I'm joined by Martin Freeman. How are you today, yeah, sir? Yeah, very good. Very good, thank you. Um, I was preparing for, uh, for this. Are you someone I've, I've wanted to have on, have on for a while? Thank you. And when I was preparing... I felt I had to open in in a specific way, which might make you a little bit uncomfortable, but it wasn't so, until yeah. I was preparing. That's the mm. goal, isn't it? That's what everyone yeah. w- w- yeah, wants on a press day. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was preparing that I think there's a legitimate argument for you mm. to be one of the most successful British actors of all time. <laughs> great, I like this already. It's lovely, right? Why would that make me feel just, uncomfortable? Just I feel starting great. with The Office <clears> being, you know, one of the most beloved and biggest things, but then yes. just... I'm a big Marvel fan, and Black Panther mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. is one of the biggest films of the year. Mm-hmm. Your Watson in Sherlock Holmes, mm. Fargo was fantastic, and then Thanks. to be blunt, your Bilbo fucking Baggins, mm, which yeah, true, yeah, it's kind of it's a hell of a that. run, I right? Can't deny. It's yeah, I know. I think for everybody in their own lives, especially you know, even if you're and I know I'm successful, yeah. I'm very lucky to be, but of course you don't see, you know, because you don't live your life. We don't live our lives with those kind of banner. Headlines, of course, of course. So when those banner headlines are sort of presented to you, yeah, you do kind of go, "Wow, yeah, that's that's quite impressive." (laughs) Like that's quite that's quite good, yeah. But because I don't often think about that stuff, but yeah, put like that, uh, yeah, I'll happily take it. I'll happily take it. (laughs) But one of the strange things of of this industry is you go from gig to gig to gig, and you're someone who's who's worked a lot. One of the things I like is the the balance of smaller and independent films Mm. like Ghost Stories Mm -hmm. and. Cargo, mm-hmm. which we're here to speak about, but mm-hmm. the beauty of that industry is you'll put all this time into something, mm-hmm. and then before it's out, you're working on the next thing. So I think it yeah. is a way of stopping you at points from taking a look back and taking it all in. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe because you're already excited about the next thing. It's Absol- not. Oh, look yes. how great that was. No, absolutely. What's going on next? Well, I think it's it's a mixture of of that, as you say, just the, the logistics of that. Because you, your life, again, if you're lucky enough to be successful, your life doesn't allow you 
just sit on your laurels very much yeah. and kind of look back and go, oh my God, wasn't this a great thing? Because you are just moving forward. But also, I think it's just you, your own personality, yeah. you know. And I, and I, yes, I'm not particularly built that way, I guess. Yeah. Or I'm not particularly, I think I have a, a real strong cynicism right. and lack of, I don't know, just a lack of willingness to kind of go, yeah, I'm great, aren't I? <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? And because yeah, uh, you just want to keep your head down and do work. And that's yeah. not to say, oh, I think I'm terrible, but I don't know. It's just it's uncomfortable for me to t- take it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. To take it, take too many plaudits because it just beca- it sort of becomes a embarrassing, yeah. and but it does not feel real sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it does, and and listen, and I and I, I'm a big believer in taking a compliment. If someone yeah. compliments you, you should take it sure. be- for you and them. You know, yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's taken them, it's taken something from them to come and say, oh, I think you're really good. So you should be gracious about yeah. it. But at the same time, I think you've always got to, for me, I always put 30% of that out of my head <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because in, in, in a good day, in the course of a good day, a lot of people might say a lot of really nice things to you. Yeah. If you retained all of that and if you believed all of it, you'd be mental yeah. by the end of the week. Completely. Because you, know? you would start, you know, you would start to, you know, and, Make your own cult, and I think that's and key. I, like. I think that's key as well because it it it, it allows you to also brush off any n- negative comments. And when you're in the public eye, you're always going to have the positive yes. and the negative. So I feel, but probably can, like every person you've ever met, maybe yourself included. It, good lord! If only negative but comments were as they hit through harder. Sorry, I just spat at you, no, and that fine. was that wasn't a comment on you. Yeah, that, I wasn't I, spitting I will, at you. I, that will be as a, me for days. <laughs> but um, yeah, if, if only negative comments were as easy to brush yeah. off as, as the good ones. But every actor you've ever met will yeah. say the thing that you know. I can I can remember verbatim a couple of doozies that yeah. I've that have had said about me. Yeah, that I my ego or, the, or my my good Catholic upbringing wouldn't allow me to remember fantastic things that yeah. people had said about me, you know, yeah. verbatim. But the shit, yeah, yeah. And it's again, it's one of them. It's not that we should just <clears throat> ignore all positive and negative because both of them can help us grow. Yeah, they're both as instructive, actors, yeah. As, as, yeah. as creators. But mm. again, you're completely right. Taking either of them too much can yeah. destroy you. Yes, it can. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think they are both instructive. And I think it's, it's you know, again, if you're going to believe in heaven, you've got to believe in the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to take the good stuff, you have to take the... You know, not not horrible stuff. You know, like if someone just says something horrible about you, that says far more about them. But if if someone has a critique of you that is something you would rather not hear, yeah, yeah it might be instructive because some of it might be true. It yeah, yeah, it might be true. Yeah. yeah. So so does that play into your role selection? Because one of the things I like, um, I said, I mean, cargo, I absolutely adored it, and we'll get into it more because I think it's a great take Thank you. on on a genre that's had a lot of mm-hmm. of takes. And, re- and weirdly, you were, you know, you snuck in did, one yeah. of the first, in Shaun of the Dead, one of the yes. first kind of re-imaginings of yeah, zombies yeah, yeah. films in a while. You kind of popped up there. So it must be nice to come back round and go, <laughs> yeah, let's have yeah, a go yeah. at this. Let's, let's have a go. I've got a, to a peep in on that, a wave flavor, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so does that influence your choices and selection in films? Because to be in... Again, the three, just looking at it now, Black Panther mm. is one of the biggest films of all time mm. opening, and you had a huge part in that. Ghost Stories mm. is, is is critically acclaimed and wonderful, a great ad- adaption from a wonderful play. Mm-hmm. And Cargo is another one. Again, it's on Netflix, which mm-hmm. is this new new world of cinema mm-hmm. going st- straight into our living rooms. Mm-hmm. So it must play in there that you're like, no, I'm looking for the right roles and the right things rather than, well... 
I've done this big blockbuster. Yeah. The next thing has to be block. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. L- definitely. Lord of the Rings, Black. Like you could, <clears throat> yeah. Everything in between Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and Black Panther no, could I've, be skipped because uh, they're these huge franchises. No, absolutely. I've, I've really tried to. Um, yeah, I've tried always to be honest in my t- to do things where, as far as possible, that, that reflect your taste, your yeah. own taste. Yeah. So I try not to do things that I don't like. Yeah. I try not to do things that I don't genuinely respect. Mm-hmm. And again, all of this I realise is from a very lucky point of view that, that I have choice, you know. 100%, and yeah. you know, but but I do think once you have choice, why not use it wisely yeah. and why not use it um, discerningly? Because I've always had um, a very strong image of me on my deathbed, yeah, looking back and going, "Did you sell out? Did yeah. you?" Um, and by sell out, I just mean, did you just take easy, easy, easy paths yeah. for the sake of size, or you know, like just because you think this would be a, a big thing because bigger isn't always better obviously obviously some big things are fantastic but you know that a lot of the things that we respond to as people i think are a bit smaller or are a bit off the beaten track they just are for everybody you know or for everybody who's interesting who i've ever met yeah they're not only listening to the top 10 and they think oh the top 10 records are just the best records ever no they're not yeah the albums that really, really mean a lot to you will be slightly over there yeah. or slightly over there. You know, Completely. some of them will be top ten, but you know that it won't all be. And so that that reflects my taste. I love big films if I love them, yeah. and I love small films. You know, some small films, some small indies are awful, yeah. as are some big tentpole films. Exactly. You know? But and, some of them are good, and that's and, where people can go either way on that. Can think yeah. all all mainstream stuff is shit or rubbish. All, it's, all, all it's, indie. It's not. It's there's awful. good and bad everywhere. And, and the and the older I get, I, I feel it more. Especially politically, actually, every all the interesting stuff is in the grey, yeah. in between stuff. Yeah. It's very easy to kind of make everything a a, declar- a declarative sort of s- statement. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I'm I'm into this kind of thing. It's like when people go, I hate all musicals. Do you? Yeah, really? Have you heard West Side Story? You yeah. prick! I mean, like yeah. you know, some of them are like the greatest art in the world. You yeah. know, just because some of it's not to your taste or some of it's shit, it doesn't mean everything is. You know, and the idea that. Oh, I don't, you know, mainstream movies are awful. Of course they're not. Some of them are amazing. It's, it's, it's the overwhelming desire now to have a tribalism, to Ooh. jump into, I'm into indie films. Of course. I don't, or, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. just I remember yeah. when I was working in, 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 in DVD stores and video stores, mm-hmm. that people were like, oh, I love a black and white films. It's mm-hmm. like, what, all love, of them. You love the lack of colour. Is that what's <laughs> yeah, driving yeah. you to? No, there's just yeah, yeah, there was yeah. there happens to be something in that era that might draw course, you to them. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the that pure aesthetic. Yes. It's, there should be yeah, more there. Absolutely. Well, I come from you know I, I come from a part of my life is um, the mod thing, right? Yeah. And the amount of people in that scene who sort of say, "Oh no, best film ever, best film ever is Blow Up." I think it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not better than The Godfather. It's yeah. just fucking not. You know, yeah. there are there are things about that that to us as dodgy old mods will definitely appeal. Yeah. David Hemmings in white jeans, of course, is going to be fucking great. Great. You know, great soundtrack, blah, all of that. Yeah. But it's the thing of, of adding up whether something is cool compared to whether something actually hits you where you live. Yeah. In, right in the sternum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would go for the sternum every time. Yeah. You know, whether it's cool or not, I don't, I don't care. I like cool stuff as well. Yeah, you know, if, And helps. if you can combine them, brilliant. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just think be, I'm trying to be more honest with myself about stuff I really, really like and stuff I really, really don't like. Yeah. yeah. And, and that approach must help your s- sanity in many ways because when you commit to a film or TV mm. show, it's a long-term commitment. Mm. 
But as an actor, mm. a lot of it is then taken out of your control. Indeed. A lot of it is then in the edit, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in everything else. So if you're going into projects because of your heart, then mm-hmm. if it ends up good or bad, mm-hmm. you know you were there for the right reason. Whereas exactly. if you've gone in for maybe a financial yeah. or a profile thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's shit, you kind of know deep down it's not very good and you've done it yeah. not for the right reason. I've been, and I've been in that situation uh, l- happily not many times. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, actually, I, I had a, a night with Andy Nyman, actually, yeah. uh, around at his house where we showed each other not very good films that we'd made. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> naming no names. And um, <laughs> and the one that I showed him of mine was a film that about a week in, I thought, yeah, I've only got myself to blame. Yes. Yeah. Because I did it out of expediency or something, or it was a, it was a you know, it was a, it was a bit of money before Christmas or something. You know, it's yeah. just, it was, but I knew it wasn't, and again, most scripts you get are not Citizen Kane, clearly. Yeah. yeah. But you can still have your own take on, okay, do I think this is of got real worth at, at, in, in, its, in its best possible life? Could this be a really good film? And that's what you try to do. That's yeah. what I try yeah. to do. And with, the, with that one, it was like, yeah, it, it'll be okay. And so about a week in, I thought, Martin, you've only got yourself to blame. You know, so, so I thought, do not put yourself in that situation situation again until you have eight children and need to feed them. But, the, but that's it. There's a, a, a luck element there as, as as well, right? I did a film um, at the end of, of last year, and mm-hmm. again, it was a similar thing. I thought, the script's all right, but mm-hmm. I've got some time before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It'll be good experience. I'm brand yeah. new to acting. This yeah. is good experience. And then when I got there, it was far better than I was expecting. Right. So I had the exact opposite. I was kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could have fallen yeah. on my ass here. But again, it's, it kind of was a similar thing. Where I was like, right, I can't do that again because mm-hmm. I've got out of that alive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's that that's worked out okay. If but I also, keep going off that off that approach, then yeah. it's going to end badly. The, I think. I think where the, the danger of that is, I think for all of us, is that you can end up. And again, it's only a danger if you think it's a danger. If you know, if it's fine that you you know you maybe you make three films every ten years, fine, yeah. in the hope that they're all going to be apocalypse now. Great. Yeah. Um, but you need some bread to do that. Because you, know I mean? yeah. you, you need to live. And also, I like the work. I like acting. Yeah. So, of course, of course, not everything I do and have done and will do is going to be the dramatic or comedic equivalent of Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Of course, they're not. No. But if they're, you know, if they're at least good, yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll take that. That's you know what, what I mean? you want to strive yeah, for, exactly. right? But uh, but I think if you get too precious and too wound up with it, it has to be amazing. You won't do anything. Yeah. You won't do anything. And for you, you, you won't do any more acting. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if it's something that you want to get better at as a craft, yeah. of course you, you know, of course you're not going right? to start at Sergeant Pepper. Of course, of course you're not. Yeah. You, know. you, you do have to get your hours in. You really yeah. do. I still feel that. You know, and I've been doing it 20 plus years, you know. And I still feel that I want to get better. I, th- I feel I do get better yeah. because I, I'm lucky enough to do it a lot. Mm. So I, th- I think I look back on some things that I, th- I think I was. I think I, yeah, I think I was good in that. But I look at it and think I think I'm better now. Yeah. I think I, like I know more stuff now. Yeah. Um, or I rely on less things yeah, than I did completely. twelve years ago, fifteen and, years ago. Yeah. And a lot of that then comes down to timing of mm-hmm. the right role and at the right yeah, time as totally, well. Yeah, totally. And Cargo feels like a great example of that because it is. It's an action and a horror mm-hmm. and. There's probably a lot of action or horrors that you may have read the script for. I'm not the lead in mm-hmm. this action or horror, mm-hmm. but in this, it sits perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's it's I, what I really l- liked about it was subverting the traditions of the genre. Is it is it being 
most of the tension taking place in daylight and in open spaces yeah. rather than in darkness yeah, 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 and confined yeah. spaces, which yeah, is true, a, yeah. a, a, re- a really nice flip. And there was yes. a film called Awaking Fright I was a big fan mm-hmm. of, which all took place in Australia as well. And again, it was oh, that, okay. that fear of the openness but the isolation that comes from that. And that's mm-hmm. what really yeah. came out in this was the fear that, yes, there's tons of space and you yes. can probably see things coming, but... Yes you may never find anyone to help you, anywhere to hide, anything to do about it, which is scarier in many ways. It is. Well, that that tons of space... To see it come in and not be able to do anything about it. Exactly. Well, all that space means you've just got a hell of a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Carrying a baby and looking after an 11-year-old girl, and she's sort of looking after you as well. Yeah. Um, And you, you know... I look at that film now and think, oh, yeah, they could really easily have run out of water any time yeah. and they could have just died of starvation, you know. At like, any point, It's scary yeah. because there's no one around, yeah. you know. So when you do meet someone, even as it, and it transpires, that person is really the wrong person who sort of purports to help us. You know, he's not a good guy who, who does that, but it's a person. Yeah. You know, it's not the undead. Yeah. So you'll, you've got to go for the person, even if they're a twat, you know. And that's what was quite nice as well because, again, without given any spoilers there is a real blurred line of mm-hmm. of 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 who or what the enemy is is the enemy running out of water is yeah, the yeah, enemy yeah. another human that's alive that wants to do what they can to sure, stay alive yeah. forget everyone else is the yeah. enemy zombies mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the equivalent yeah is you know there's there's so much in there and it's a it was nice that it looked at the the reaction of of the native the aborigine mm-hmm. um tribes people mm-hmm. how they reacted to a zombie type yeah, virus yeah, yeah. and how the kind of often white you know mm-hmm. more modern australians mm-hmm. are reacted and mm-hmm. so on and so forth yeah. and you as a as as a brit kind of tra- traveling out yeah there. so i'm i'm foreign to all of that yeah. yeah so i would have been married for a few years mm. gone to australia yeah had a little baby and then this shit hits and the all fan. hell breaks yeah, loose yeah yeah and, and and again, because it's never really specified. Again, without giving away too much, it's never really specified the you know the specific causes, how how long it's been going on, yeah. whether it's worldwide or is it just is you know contained in Australia? You think, yeah. well, please God, this isn't all over the world because it's horrible. Uh, but yeah, you don't quite know how how pandemic it is. And I know? love that about the writing because I think there's a real confidence in not having to explain everything. I yeah, think that yeah, can yeah. be a problem for sometimes. Yeah. Here's exactly what this is like. Yes. There's sometimes like, look, this is just the situation we're yes, in. Yes, yes, Just yes. deal with it. Yeah. We've not got time to say, exactly, here's yeah. how it happened and then this and then this yeah. spread to that. It's like, origin story isn't always the no. most important part of a no, story. No, indeed, no. No, I think sometimes it's just like where, where the audience, you know, the audience come in to, to cargo, uh, me and my wife and my baby are on a boat looking for any signs of yeah. life. That's all you yeah. need. So that's yeah. where you enter, yeah, and that's kind there. of all you need to know. Yeah. I think knowing more than that would is of interest to people, and you know, someone else will, you know, f- stretch that out at some point. You know, in, yeah. either in fan fiction or something else, a novel will be made of it. Or, yeah, but sure. just for the film experience, it's just that hour and a half of okay, here's what it is. Yeah, you know, and you don't know the wider thing and and because uh, also maybe those characters don't know the wider thing you know they're just living yeah. in this tunnel vision and so that's what you as the audience might get you know again yeah it's beautiful to to make it relatable even though it's unrelatable if, <laughs> yeah if, if that makes sense if, of course if, if you're yeah. in as much in the dark as they are it instantly yeah. puts you there as a yeah. right oh i don't know what's yeah. going on as i'm watching therefore well i think that was part of my um attraction well my attraction to this film was a screenplay that w- that i felt was a different take on a on a zombie thing 
I never felt, oh, I mean, I must make a zombie film. Yeah. So, you know, I, I never felt that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, in all honesty, I didn't really feel the world needed more zombie films yeah. at that point. Ben and uh, Yolanda, the directors, and Yolanda wrote the screenplay as well, they, they like zombie stuff, you know, and they, they like it more than, I don't dislike it, but I'm not yeah. a fan fan of yeah, it. sure. Um, but what I responded to was um, the human stuff, you know, a yeah. father trying to do his best for his family. Yeah. You know, that, was all I sort of needed to know. Yeah. And it's written well, and you get to do kind of fun, exciting, dramatic stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and the indigenous side of it, as you say, well, that was another quite a bit of a different take as yeah. well. And a beautiful mm. one, because, again, so much of uh, where stories or themes get a bit overplayed or mm. played out is when it is, here's an, another zombie film in... Mm. <clears throat> in England or America, yeah. in, in yeah, the cities, true, true, in yeah. these familiar places. Whereas yes. if something like that did break out, the interest mm-hmm. is how all these yeah, other true. parts of the world would, yes, true. would react and adapt yes, to that. True. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. So, yeah, you're right. Um, like one of the things I love about this industry is mm. people often ask, oh, what's, what, would you, what role would you like to play? Mm-hmm. And the reality is m- m- most of those roles are ones you've never heard of yet. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, a script just comes across your desk, you're like, wow, that's... Now all I want to do. So Definitely. the long time of, of seeing the script and working on this horror, it's how genuinely um, frustrating or, or how much did it enter your mind that as someone who was brought to our, our eyes or many people's eyes as Tim from The mm-hmm. Office, a wonderful um, role, again, I think one of the best relationships played out in British TV history, regardless of comedy. Thank you, and I would agree. So, so how frustrating is it then that someone who's brought to us as Tim from The Office releases uh, a concept driven, intelligent, genuinely scary horror, mm. and at the same time, Jim from The Office, your American equivalent, <laughs> releases a critically acclaimed horror, uh, yeah. high concept kind of, kind of thing. Kind of funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Has there been any kind of thought or annoyance on that? It's like, that's... No annoyance. I've been no. working on that for ages. <laughs> no, no, there's no annoyance <laughs> at all. But it was, yes, it was interesting timing, because yeah. I mean, that happened specifically, I think, more with when Ghost Stories happened. Right, yeah, sure. Uh, I think even before, because car- Ghost Stories and Cargo came, you know, quite close together. Yeah. Uh, but Ghost Stories was first, and... And was uh, in the cinema at the, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, it was kind of, weird, but no, there was no, there was no anger about it. Yeah. No, but it, but it was funny. Sometimes those things do just have parallels. Yeah. You know, it's like you know me and Ben going into the Marvel yeah. universe at a similar time. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like, so so from the from the outside, it kind of looks like okay, well, that was either a plan yeah. or they're messing with us or they haven't. It's like no, it's it's far more arbitrary than that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's why I don't really, for the most part, believe in. Um, Conspiracy theories, because because yeah. I think no, most of it is just life. It's people scrabbling around, trying to do their best. Yeah, and in our case, really. it's try. You know, people are making a living. Yeah. Films get made after years and years. Yeah, you know, so, it. the so John Krasinski would have just gone taken. one week. I've had this idea, and then the next week he's making yeah. it. You know, this takes months and years of planning, and, yeah. and then when it comes out, that's just when it comes out. So when yeah. the planes are landing, but they've been in the air. Or in preparation, tinkering away for you know sometimes decades. Yeah, you know? and that's the thing. It's the illusion of of or or, or the lack of knowledge of how long these things are yeah, happening. Of course, I always yeah. remember when Dread came out, Dread Three mm. D. I thought it was a great take on the Marvel film, but it was all set in a tower block, and the raid had just come out, and yeah, all the yeah, reviews yeah. were like, "It's like the raid." It's like, yeah, they've both worked separately it's very for cruel. years and years. It's on really this, cruel. And yeah, it's, it's a cruel twist of fate. At the same time, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, I mean, aside a, a lot of us. Knew you in Ali G as Ricky C as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah. bizarrely, I was particularly a fan of that because my b- best friend at the time was called Ricky C. So I was like, Oh, really? 
It's, 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 me, it's yeah. Ricky. That's exciting. Right, but, yeah. um, I still get. There's still a lot of teenage <laughs> boys who love that. I mean, teenage yeah. boys now, you know, who yeah. who would have been about one when that came out. But um, yeah, that's, that still pushes buttons for it's an amazing one. young men of a certain age. Yeah. But still, it was it was it was the role of Tim in the office that kind of that brought you really mm. onto everyone's radar. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of talk about the juxtaposition of that because it was a role that you would have presumably gone into with zero expectation because no one knew that was going to be huge and so you're just taking on this character i really enjoyed all the kind of the the laurel and hardy kind Mm -hmm. of type references in there and the physical comedy thrown in so yes it's it's not just a here's a wacky yeah a a, a sitcom how was it to take on a role like that and Mm -hmm. then it become this this huge thing and even Mm -hmm. even even uh, uh, looking back Mm -hmm. do you look back and still see Mm -hmm. What it was when you were making it, mm-hmm. or what it's become and done to your career, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a confession. Last night I watched the Christmas special. Yeah, Mate, just because I just, I, just with my dinner. Yeah, I just, and uh, and that sounds like a very egotistical thing. Just, I'm just going to watch myself. <laughs> but it wasn't just that. It was I was watching a show that I loved. You know, yeah. with that also happened to have some very good memories for me yeah. of making it. Yes, I had no. There was nothing at stake for any of us. Yeah, when we were making it. Because um, none of us were really famous. Um, the show kind of went out at, you know, a, a weird time on BBC Two the first time it was aired. Some people thought it was a documentary, you know, so, yeah, so, you know, and that's a great compliment. Bit. Great yeah. compliment. You know, some people mistook it for a documentary because, again, because none of us were stars. All I can say is what I say about a lot of the things that I've been lucky enough to be in that have been successful, whether or not it had been massively successful, I knew we liked it. You know, yeah, so, so it was, it was my right? taste. And, and we thought it was good. Yeah. So if 20 people had agreed or if 2 million people agreed, I, I know my opinion of the thing would have been the same. Yeah. It's, of course, it's much nicer when 2 million people agree. Yeah. You know, no one doesn't like being in a hit. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Nobody doesn't like that. And it was, you know, one of the funnest times of my life without question. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing most of the time from the morning till the evening, every yeah. day of that show. Yeah. So, so, so how does that compare then when stepping into something like The Hobbit and Bilbo Baggins, mm-hmm. that that's, The Hobbit is as big as it gets and mm-hmm. Bilbo is as big as it gets and that, where there is going to be huge expectation. Yes. And again, it did turn out to be loved and adored mm-hmm. and a success. And yeah, but it was thing. a train that, that was already feel, running. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you have to get on a that? moving train yeah. because like, The Lord of the Rings had already happened and it was yeah. a, they, they were as big as they can be. And the scary part is you're getting onto a moving train as the conductor because still, as big as The Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. books were, The Hobbit was the... The, the, the biggest of the books kind of and Bil- yeah. Bilbo was the most known the, that's yes. the story that most so there was that pressure of oh this train already worked yeah. and now they want me to drive it and engineer it well yeah if, if, if yeah. it crashes now I'm going to get the blame for well, that no I mean thank god I, I I was never under the illusion that I was driving it fortunately yeah. I was getting you know I was, I was I was a sort of a very favoured guest in yeah. the first class compartment of the train <laughs> yeah, but the, 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 the driver was definitely Peter I th- one thing I think I'm quite good at is not taking on undue pressure. Yeah. And I think I'm quite good at ignoring it. I, I, and that's, that's part of the thing we were talking about earlier, about only taking in so much of all the external things. Yeah. You know, cause, so, so when people... And, and, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a lot of people saying a lot of nice things about me on a daily basis. Yeah. Part of, I think, the, the same instinct that makes me shelve some of that and just like not not take it all in to make myself Mussolini is the same instinct that makes me not terrified about doing acting because acting's fun you know so all the time I was doing Bilbo I never thought I could really be fucking this up you know because Ian Homer's already established it and there's always all this pressure about I never ever 
honest to God, once thought that. It just, yeah. it, it never crossed my mind. So I thought, well, I'm quite a good actor. This is quite a good film. I think, I think, we, I think it, we, we, can, we can do this, you know. And we have a right to do it, and I have a right to do my go. Yeah. It will not be to everyone's taste. Of yeah. course it won't be. Uh, so that's not going to stop me from trying. You know? So I, ne- I never thought on set or before or after I could really be messing this. I, I really didn't. Yeah. Because I knew also, like I said, I yeah. wasn't the driver. You know what I mean? Like, if there was one star of those films, it was Peter Jackson. It wasn't yeah. me. You know? But so it, it, I'll wrap things up now, as, as I've taken up plenty of your time. Um, right. So how rewarding is it then when those ones that you are just going and enjoying and hoping mm. for the best of such, things like uh, The Hobbit and, and Sherlock as well, mm. another one that had a, a great amount of pressure on, because it's Sherlock mm. Holmes. And yeah. this iteration of it, mm. I think, has been the most... Critically acclaimed mm. and well received and nailed. So, how, yeah. so how is it when those kind of things go right? Well, we are just all here doing our best mm-hmm. and enjoying ourselves and mm-hmm. hoping for the best. How mm-hmm. is it when they kind of they come off and you it's get amazing. to go, wow, this is this is a good job. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, because with, with all the things that I've done that have been not all the things I've done have been, but of the things I've done that have been critically acclaimed and that you get a lot of you know good feedback for. When you give it out to the public, of course, you know, I, I've enjoyed doing all of them. Yeah. So from if they'd never been released, I would have gone home and think, well, at least it was fun doing it. Once they're released and it's completely in the lap of the gods whether the public will respond to it or not, yeah. when things really take off, like, I mean, Sherlock is a, a prime example of that. Yeah. And it's a sort of phenomenon the like of which I've not seen in any of my other work, actually. Yeah. not in. Any, I mean, maybe Black Panther now, yeah. but I'm so not the centre of Black Panther. You know, I'm definitely not the most interesting thing about Black Panther. You know, like, but I, I was definitely one of the most interesting things about Sherlock. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so being it kind of in the full sort of whirlwind of that is incredible. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Because you know that you would do it even if 20 people watched it, because you like the writing and you like the cinematography and you like the com- com- composing and, um, and you like working with Ben. It's, it's, it, all of that stuff you would do regardless. Yeah. So when other people agree to the extent that they agree, it, it, again, it's like everyone loves a hit, man. Yeah. You know, especially if, if, if you, in your head, if you are probably just an indie band, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're not a winner of the X Factor, yeah. <clears throat> but you're just in, in a band in a garage somewhere and then all of a sudden... Five million people want to buy your album. That's fucking amazing. And yeah, the, and and that's the beauty of it all. Then, right? The the kind of j- jokes on them. I I would have been doing this anyway. I would totally. have been doing this for free. This yes, is, is it's beautiful. A, it's a job it's that I have done for, and I will do again for free. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for your time. It's been thank a pleasure. You. Thank Cheers, you very much. There we go. That was episode 208 with Martin Freeman. I told you we fit a lot in, didn't I? Ye gods. Yeah, that was, uh, mate, it was amazing to get to talk to Martin. I think he's fantastic. I'm a big fan. If any of it has sounded like I was, I was kissing arse, that, that, that there is an arse worthy of all the all the kisses I, I I gave out if that is if that is your view. What a lovely dude! Couldn't have been nicer. Gave me as much again as I said. Although it got cut short, he gave me as much time as he could, and that was lovely. It after me was something like oh, there was a whole r- r- room full of people who basically had five minutes each, come in, s- sit down, talk, 
leave, come in, sit down, talk, leave. So it, it means a lot to get these 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 hits in. So it, it's appreciated. And of course, as said, Cargo is on Netflix right now. I recommend it. It's great. I really enjoyed it as a as a a, a fresh um, look on a, a a not particularly fresh genre. I guess. I mean, it's a genre about rotting dead bodies so that's not very fresh at all but yeah i really enjoyed it check it out and also check out ghost stories if you get a chance we didn't get a chance to talk about it in much here or maybe i'll try and get andy nyman on around the dvd release he was meant to come on around the cinema release and i was just just had so many guests so it didn't work out but i'll get him on um yeah it's really good fun i think it's it might be in some cinema still but surely it's going to be on demand and on dvds soon so yeah check ghost stories out as well a really interesting and genuinely like i've never jumped or i've not jumped so much in the cinema in a long time it's a clever clever little story that weaves three different kind of ghost investigations together three maybe four and yeah i really enjoyed it so and martin's in that as well in case i haven't made that clear what else well, I've got a stutter, if, if you're new to the podcast. Um, you would have noticed by now. Um, yeah, I was going to mention, we're doing the drunk cast. So, Chris and Stu, obviously returning. Chris and Stu of Hardcore Listing fame. We're going to record it at, at Speech of Elements Studios, Distraction Pieces Studios, um, instead of the whiffing, because we did the last c- couple in my studio, and it was lovely. And we are adding someone... He's new to the Distraction Pieces podcast. If you're a fan of Hardcore Listing, he's a familiar face from the live ones and from a, few, a couple of episodes, I think, uh, just online, or at least some Patreon ones as well. It's Big Papa Jay, J- Justin. Um, I listened to him on Hardcore Listing, and he cracked me up. He's been a mate of Stu's for years. I've known of him. I don't. I've never particularly met him until recently. And he cracked me up on them podcasts. He was hilarious. And then for Stu's, how old Stu? 45? For whatever birthday he had recently, Stu and his missus, Justin, and his and his, his lovely missus, Antonia. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, there was another couple, Mark, and I've forgotten everyone's names, but I'm doing this on the spot. I'm so sorry. That's very rude of me. Um, and me and Chris went as the as a couple, uh, we all had a little weekend away in a little barn, and it was lovely. We did an escape room, which we absolutely smashed. Uh, all the team that that me and Chris were on, not the other team. But um, I'm sure we'll talk about that on the drunk cast. But yeah, we had a great time, and J- 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 Justin cracked me up and has got stories for days. And yeah, I demanded at that point that he come on. Now, he's either going to be Chris's the dunt drinker or part of chris's punishment because chris on the end of year hardcore listing declared he was only going to drink six times this year and if he failed he had to shave his head so i've not checked in with him but if he's over the six times if he's under the six times then he'll come and he, he won't drink and justin will drink and that'll be fine if he's over the six times then we're thinking we're going to shave his head live on Facebook before the podcast starts. Yeah, so that's the plan. It's going to be great. 
tune in in next week for that it will be in as many parts as it needs to be i'll spread it out over a few days or whatever works but yeah good things to come there if you'd like to sling some questions or anything hit any of us up on social media and and prep some drunk cast uh topics or discussions or things you'd like to hear uh we've not really done that before an audience questions type bit but let's give it a go that's everything thank you for tuning in uh apologies again for for, for this one being a little short but i think you'll agree the the quality is 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 there so it was lovely it, M- martin in fact is someone i guess i'd welcome on another time even though he wasn't in the first hundred purely because it'd be nice to get um a bit more time to go into stuff but again no i don't think we needed to man i think we covered it i think we had good chats i don't think i interrupted him too much I, sometimes if you're new to this podcast some people feel i talk too much on the podcast but i explain that i'm not a journalist i have conversations and I'm always less than 50% of the speaking, always. It may not seem like that because you're, you're used to someone being interviewed and it being 90% them and 10% the interviewer. But on, honestly, I'm always under under 50%, but every now and then I'll creep up to 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 40% or 45 but not, 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 not any further. Um, and it's generally because I'm excited and we're having a conversation. That's how conversations work. So, so yeah if you're new and you hated it i apologize probably don't go back and listen to any of the others that infuriate you but um hopefully you did enjoy it and i'll be back next week with some absolute mess m- messy conversations see that's the worst ending to a podcast ever i messed up just a word a sentence i lost my track that ladies and gentlemen is why we are approaching 12 million downloads of the Distraction Pieces podcast. As a network, we are over 13 million downloads, approaching 14 million. Um, we're adding a new podcast. Um, this is the longest ending ever. Well, we're adding a new podcast to the network soon. Stu, a whiffing of hardcore listening, is doing a little audio docu-series type thing um, that's really cool. It's essentially biographies in a playlist I'd, I'd describe it as he sits down he's d- doing it as location based so the first series is going to be i think seven episodes of people f- from essex and kind of going through seven s- songs that mean certain points at certain points in their life so you get kind of a a biography an autobiography in in uh or biography i don't know either way in in playlist form and then the playlist will be on sp- Spotify and all that. It's called Off the Beat and Track. He's got all the social media set up for it already to go and get liking and be ready for that to drop. But anyway, I'm rambling. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week. Peace. That's a, that's a reference to the ending of um, I Get Wrecked by KRS One and um, Tim Dog. Peace.